Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. Well, I died today. <laughs> I died yesterday too. And I'll die tomorrow. I want to. I look forward to dying. <laughs> Death came up in a chat with my good friends Ryan and Bailey last week. They own the tea shop in our building. I call it a tea shop. Its name is 116 Nutrition. And I, I love my conversations with them. Uh, we don't agree on everything, but they're always full of life, both of them, full of life and love. In fact, we got to celebrate their love for each other a few weeks ago at their wedding. If you're in the Lake Charles area, stop by and see them and try their delicious teas. I am a little biased. I kind of like the feeling twist tea the best. <laughs> in fact, I'm drinking one now. I enjoy hanging out with them. We had a good long chat last week talking about love, faith, their dreams for their business, and we talked about death. Not physical death, but death in the mystical sense. Dying to our old self, our former states. I don't want to ever stop dying. Neville Goddard says there's a limit to contraction, and it's man, but no limit to expansion. A constant growing and outgrowing, dying to the limits I've previously set for myself, discovering new limits to move beyond in the next state. He says, when you do it daily, you die daily, as the prophet said, I die daily. Man waits for some little event called death, and he thinks that's dying. That isn't really dying for the simple reason that that kind of death does not bring about a transformation. For there is no transformation in a physical death, but there is transformation in mentally dying and dying daily. So if you've learned the art of dying, you've learned the art of living. For man is immortal and he must die endlessly. For life was a creative idea and it will find itself only in changing form. I admit dying to former states seemed to be difficult for me, but that's because I assumed it would be difficult. It was that old way of thinking. Neville says every possible state is dead until I enter it and occupy it in imagination. I don't do anything to kill off the old state. I put my awareness in the desired state and see the world from this new state of consciousness. This is from his 1959 lecture, The Art of Dying. So I see my dream and I must learn to die to what I am in order to live to what I want to be. What does it mean? If I'm poverty ridden and frightened and then you meet me and see me as free as a bird and happy, then I am not the man you knew who was frightened. Then where is that other man buried? For Moses is the power in man to draw out of himself anything in this world he desires and to so enact the drama that he dies to what he was, that he may live to what he is enacting. That is Moses, and no one can know where he is buried. But we are told, his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. That is, when I die, that is when I enact the drama. 
I do not wait for signs to appear. It is when I am most aware of my restrictions and feel the pressures, then is when I must learn to die. I must learn to let go of what my senses dictate and go mad and yield to what is only a dream. But sustaining it and living in it, I die to what was physically real as I gradually lift up what was only the dream. You knew only the frightened man and not the other one. No one can tell where the other is gone. Many people only age but never change inwardly. They only mature physically, but they have not died in the mystical sense. There's no transforming power in the physical death, and they will still be anchored in a larger world with all the trends of this world. To our senses, they seem to be dead, but they will still, on another plane, have to learn the art of dying. I can anywhere so completely detach myself from what is taking place that I can die to that state. So every little death is the lifting of the divine image. This means dying as the mystic means it. It means dying mentally. Man dies to ill health or poverty or to disharmony, but he does it by yielding to other states. For crucifixion comes before resurrection. Crucifixion without resurrection would be unthinkable. It would be the utter triumph of tyranny. If I could yield myself to my dream and it would not become flesh, it would be complete tyranny over this wonderful concept of life. But you cannot fail if you yield. If you hold back within yourself wondering, what will I play as my last card if this doesn't work? Then you have not yielded. You have not nailed yourself to it. It is a complete yielding. There must be complete abandonment as though it were true and then you make it a reality. The cost is that form of mental abandonment that Blake calls madness. But man is afraid. He dare not so abandon himself to a dream and so never dies. So Blake was right when he said, there's nothing like death. The best thing in life is death. I have to choose to stop breathing life into the old state. The old state, the old me, will continue to dog me as long as I insist on keeping it alive. I can see who and what I want to be, but I still have a hold on the old self. It's like I have it hooked up to life support and I keep wheeling the gurney around with me. Yeah, I want to be this. I want to do this in life. But you see, I got this this old thing back here to deal with. <laughs> My good friend and co-worker at the radio station, Todd Stone, left this plane a couple of years ago. There is no death. These bodies, when they drop, it seems to be the end, but it isn't. It is not the end. But at this particular time, and in this purely physical sense, my friend Todd is gone. I no longer have access to him physically. And that's how I started seeing my old states, the me I no longer wanted to be. I had to choose to let them stay dead. Now, for a good while, I kept them around, 
lurking behind me, one hand reaching for my ideal and the other one reaching back, dragging the old states with me. I kept trying to figure out how the person I currently was could possibly become the person I want to be. I couldn't figure it out. Well, that's because I was seeing the desire through the eyes of the old state. I was seeing it as the person I no longer wanted to be. The one who always had money worries, who had regrets from the past, who could easily rattle off all the ways he failed his family. There's no way I can become the person I want to be. Certainly not seeing it from that state. I thought of those verses in the Bible. They're in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They say, no one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will tear the new garment as well and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins, the wine will spill, and the wineskins will be ruined. I can't take the old state into the new one. That old state, the one I no longer wanted to be, is the old wineskin. I can't become this new person by still being the old. I have to leave the old behind. I had to choose. I had to choose to let the guy die. I had to see it as a death. That state is gone. And just like my friend Todd, I no longer have access to the old state. It's always a choice. No one can make me or you do it. I had to choose to see the former state as truly dead and buried with no memory of where I placed the body. I can't go back to it. I allow the life to leave the old state, not by going to war with it, but by withdrawing my awareness of being it. And I did that by becoming aware of being something, someone else. Who do I want to be? Well, now that I know I don't have to drag around the old states, Anything really is possible. You can start from scratch, as Neville says. Listen to his lecture, The Law and the Promise. It's on YouTube. It's a wonderful lecture. Start from scratch. You don't have to bring any of the old stuff with you and try to figure out how to, how do I go from being broke and miserable? How do I get from here to there? Well, we do what the Bible tells us to do, to imitate God. And in Isaiah, I think 46.10, it says, I, the Lord, I, the I am, declare the end from the beginning. Go to the end. Neville tells us that over and over. Go to the end. How would I feel if I were already that or had this? What would the feeling be? How would I experience today and tonight and tomorrow with that wish fulfilled? One of his wonderful books, Feeling is the Secret, nails it. It's the secret, feeling. How do I feel? If I can capture the feeling of a state and remain in that feeling, continue in that feeling, then the state that would produce that feeling will be objectified in my life. How would I feel? How would you feel? Hmm.
From his lecture of Movement Within God, Neville says, every conceivable situation that you could ever think of exists now as a fact in God, in imagination, but cannot be made visible to you until you occupy it. For you, tap your, your chest, point to yourself, <laughs> I am God's operant power. That's you. He continues, everything in this world needs a man as the agent to express it. Hate or love, joy or sorrow, all things require man to express it. We glorify or condemn the man, but he simply represents a state which God entered knowingly or unknowingly and remained there until the state was externalized. Everyone is free to choose the state he wishes to occupy. You imagined yourself into your present state. If you don't like it, you must imagine yourself out of it and into another. It is all a matter of movement. That's how we do it. We don't try to fight the old state. We let it wither away by imagining ourselves into a new state and remaining in it. You aren't the state you want to leave behind. You never were. And you're not the old stories. You're not the old stories. And you're not the new stories either. <laughs> you could dwell in the most wonderful state in the world, be the wealthiest person, have the most love in the world, have the best relationships with folks, have everything you ever wanted here, and it still would not come close to the being you are. For me, it became easier to remain in my ideal states, by seeing the old state as dead. I no longer have access to it, and the body, the old state, has been hidden so well, I can't find it. I choose to see it this way. This isn't anything about a technique. I can re-enter any state, but this is the way I chose to see it. It's dead. I can't access it. So if that's gone, if the old state's dead and buried, well, who am I now? Well, who do I want to be? I only have a choice of what I want to feel right this very moment. Holding on to the old state prevents me from completely surrendering to the new. Every time I even say the word surrender on here, I think of one of my favorite hymns from church, I Surrender All. Oh, I love that song. And most of the lyrics still work for me. It says, all to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence daily live. Jesus is my I amness. Jesus is imagination. And whatever I attach to I am is my salvation, my new state. All to my imagined state I surrender. All to my I amness I freely give. I will ever love and trust my I amness, my true self. In my new state I daily live. <laughs> well, my version isn't quite as lyrical, but for me, it is a daily surrender. That's how I die to the old state, by surrendering to the new, yielding to it completely trusting it, it completely, having faith. As Neville defines it, faith 
is loyalty to the unseen reality. I'm not creating anything. Everything exists now in imagination. I'm remaining loyal to what I've already felt in imagination. That's faith. Neville says, we must yield our whole being to the feeling of being the noble one we want to be. If anything is kept back, the prayer is in vain. We're often deprived of our high goal by our effort to possess it. We are called upon to act on the assumption that we already are the man we would be. If we do this without effort, experiencing in imagination what we would experience in the flesh had we realized our goal, we shall find that we do indeed possess it. The healing touch is in our attitude. If I fully embrace my new state, let my love for it saturate me, then I have no room in my heart for the old story, the former state. No fighting necessary, no force or effort. The old state cannot survive as I fully embrace the new. Now, you certainly don't have to love to manifest, right? I've done plenty <laughs> through envy and fear and hate and through the idea of being small and separate and I have to fight and, and, and lie and cheat and, you know, get one over on the next person if I want to succeed. We're always manifesting. What did you imagine before you listened to this podcast? Every physical effect has an imaginal cause. So we're always doing it. But why not do it in love? Why not be governed by love? I love you. I'm feeling twisty. 